Correa clarified. Carlos Correa in agreement with the Minnesota Twins on a six-year, $200 million contract. So much coming up on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins for three seasons, four off seasons, now three days a week in January until pitchers and catchers report mid-February. Been running at Twins Daily about the Twins for four off seasons, four seasons, and these days are unreal. And this free agent saga for Carlos Correa was unreal. We are clarified with Carlos Correa. I think pending a physical, but it sounds like this thing is basically done. Here's where we started. Carlos Correa in agreement, of course, with the San Francisco Giants on a 13-year, $350 million deal. They balked, said no. On the morning of his announcement, his press conference, backed away, immediately signs or agrees to sign with the Mets. For 12 years and 315 million. That was just before the holidays, just before Christmas. Then weeks go by with no official announcement. Contract not signed. Nothing between Correa and the Mets. And there was a lot of silence in there as well. That we didn't hear a lot. And then over the last couple of days, it's just been a whirlwind of rumors and speculation. And I'm coming on here and trying to break it all down thinking the Mets are going to get this thing done, right? Steve Cohen's going to get this done with Carlos Correa wrong. Carlos Correa in agreement with the Twins on a six-year, $200 million contract, guaranteed $200 million. We're going to look at the whole structure of this contract and my thoughts on it, but let's start here. He went from 350 to 315 to $200 million guaranteed for a right ankle injury, a plate inserted in his ankle when he was a minor leaguer at 19 years old, he, le- he lost $150 million throughout these negotiations in guaranteed money because of that. That's absurd. Carlos Correa, if I would have told you he's going he's gonna to sign for six years and $200 million guaranteed at the beginning of the offseason, he would have laughed me out of the room. This is the most absurd thing I've ever seen. And for the Twins, you can look at it a bunch of different ways. I mean, I, I definitely think there's validity in thinking, and asking why did the Giants, who missed out on Aaron Judge at a huge number, he's from that area, from California, missed out, sucks, pivoted to Korea. They need a big move. They need somebody to add. They need they have money to spend. They backed out. And then why did Steve Cohen back out as well, who has all the money in the world to sign whoever he wants, and he does? Why would he also back out of this and leave the Twins in third, getting him at six years and two hundred million? Fair questions to ask about his his ankle and the concerns and the physicals. And he's undergoing a physical today with the Twins. Apparently, they're happy or not happy, but they're comfortable with this deal, knowing already about his ankle, that part of the physical already wrapped up. They're doing the rest today, and we should get an announcement, I think, tonight or tomorrow. But never say never with this thing. It's it's crazy. I think he's going to be a twin, which after all of this, wow. Wow. 
here's the contract. I broke it down. This is from Dan Hayes, John Heyman, a lot of people, but Hayes has the actual specifics, just reported, doing an amazing job. If you're not watching on YouTube, Carlos Correa, it's a six-year, $200 million guarantee. He's going to make $36 million guaranteed in the first three years of this deal. So 2023, 2024, 2025, $36 million guaranteed. In 2026, that number goes to 31 and a half. 2027, that goes to 30 and a half. 2028, 30 million. So that's it for guaranteed money. Those six years, 36 times three, 31 and a half, 30 and a half, 30 through 2028. That's through 2028. And then Carlos Correa in 2029 is the, it's the first year of his vesting options. And a vesting option means that a player has to reach a certain threshold for the contract to kick. So for Carlos Correa, he has to log 575 plate appearances in 2028 for his $25 million vesting option to activate in 2029. But the flip side of this, Dan Hayes reported on, the Twins have a team option in case Correa does not vest. They have an option for $25 million on Correa in 2029. So even if he doesn't reach 575 plate appearances, for whatever reason, that's a lot of plate appearances, even if he doesn't reach that number, the Twins can bring him back for $25 million. The same is true in 2030, 2031, 2032. The difference in those years is the vesting number drops. So it's a $25 million vesting option in 2029, that goes to 20 million in 2030, 15 million in 2031, and 10 million in 2032. The plate appearances also drop 575 to 550 to 525 to 502. So overall, this could become a 10 year, $270 million deal for Carlos Correa. It could, if everything vests and everything is picked up, 10 years, 270. Of course, the Twins' initial offer, 10 for 285 to Carlos Correa. So that's the contract. And if if I were to show if you would have showed me this at the beginning of the offseason and said, Nash, what do you think about this deal for Carlos Correa? I'd say, Oh, you're kidding. There's no way. There's no way they got this deal. It's done. And for better or worse, it's done. And if we're about to be official coming up here, hopefully soon. It's just uh it's unreal. This this whole journey. And I know. People want to know and Twins fans want to hear, like, what is the actual impact? And I wrote about this at Twins Day and we're going to get to it today. How does that actually impact the roster? Because he played most of the season last year. He got COVID, hurt his finger, missed a little bit of time. But he was the team's MVP last year in a lot of eyes. How does him coming back actually impact the roster next year? So much more coming after this word from BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends. For every professional and amateur league out there, Bet Online is the best place to go play. Also, if you love sports podcasts, you've already listened to Locked On Twins. You're going to listen to Locked On MLB. You're going to listen to Locked On MLB Prospects. You can find more sports podcasts at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. If you like to use your phone, great. Use your phone. If you like to use your computer, Great. Use your computer. You can use whatever you like at betonline.net because it's just easy to use. It's a great format. It's sleek. It's easy. It's simple. And it's waiting for you. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Betonline is where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects is waiting. Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available 
wherever you get your podcast. Here is a look at the 2023 Twins roster. We've been looking at this little template throughout. Here's your look at the current roster. You have Joey Gallo in left, Byron Buxton in center, Max Kepler in right. In the infield, left to right, Miranda, Correa, Polanco, Arise in the rotation. Gray, Malley, Ryan, Ober, Maeda behind the plate, Christian Vasquez, Ryan Jeffers, Nick Gordon, Kyle Farmer, Kyle Garlick, and Alex Kirloff on the bench. And then the bullpen, Duran, Lopez, Jax, Thielbar, Alcala, Pagan, Moran, and McGill. Estimated payroll on here is $151 million. I believe they're actually at like one. That's about the right number, about $145, $150 million, which would be a record high. I believe for the Twins, after adding Correa for $36 million in 2023, this roster is not that different from last year. There are some a couple additions. Mali is here before the season starts. Jorge Lopez is here before the season starts. Christian Vasquez, Joey Gallo. I think Vasquez is a quality addition. TBD on Joey Gallo in that regard. Max Kepler is still on this roster. So I tweeted this out and people were wondering, like, why is Kepler still on there? Well, he's still on the roster. Has not been traded. I think you will. I think they will trade him here pretty soon. For right now, he's still on the roster with his $8.5 million salary. I think there's more coming. We'll have an episode later this week on what could be coming for the Twins next and how they need to get aggressive now because they signed Correa. But this is a look at the roster. And people are wondering, how different is this really going to be? He played for the Twins last year. You know, he was a five-win player last year, and they won 78 games. I wrote about this. Correa in the first half last year with runners in scoring position, weighted runs created plus was 85. 85 in the second half or after July 1st, I should say up to July 1st, it was 85 league average is hundred after July 1st, it was 128, which is more in line with his career. His OPS with runners in scoring position on the season was 730 in his career. That number is 818. He's destined to hit better with runners in scoring position throughout 2023. I'm, I'm predicting positive regression in that regard. I think he's going to drive in a lot more than 65 runs or whatever he did. I think he's going to be overall more impactful, more consistent with runners in scoring position because we know great hitters hit well, no matter the situation. And Carlos Correa is a great hitter. And overall in 2022 had a 140 OPS plus, but with runners in scoring position, just 85 through July 1st. That's one reason I think he's going to be more impactful offensively, even though the rate numbers are like the best of his career. Last year, he's going to be better offensively because I think he's going to be better with runners in scoring position. So we're going to remember, we're going to remember, and there's going to be more of those moments we were just longing for last year in the first half. It's simple to me. You, you add a player of his ilk whenever you can. And for the Twins, these opportunities just don't come up very often. And I realize they should spend more. They can spend more. Rafael Devers, you know, Manny Machado, they were set to be free agents next year. I think Manny's going to opt out. Rafael Devers just signed an extension. Good players are always going to be on the market. Like there's going to be at least one elite player on the market every year. The Twins, I argued throughout this offseason, have never had a better opportunity to sign a free agent. And I said, there, there need to be specific circumstances. Nothing like this. Did not ex- expect anything like this. This is a very specific circumstance, something I've never seen. I don't think anybody's ever seen before in baseball. Very specific. Twins are third, yes, but they got them, and and it happened. And I think these opportunities don't come up every single year. Great players are on the market every year. This opportunity does not come up every single year. What about his ankle? I understand that, and I think there there is concern, and we just won't know until we know. We will not know about his ankle until he plays out with the twins until he's playing and we see and like see how he ages and all of those things. We won't know if the twins made the right call 
if the Giants and Mets made the right call. TBD on that, but I'm glad the Twins are the ones taking the risk because, like I said, this opportunity doesn't come around every single day. This is the biggest free agent deal, biggest contract, biggest guaranteed contract in Minnesota Twins history, eking out Joe Maurer's guarantee, which is $184 million. Byron Buxton at $100 million, I believe, is third. Carlos Correa is going to be the highest-paid twin in the history of the team, which, uh, wow. Carlos Correa is going to be a twin for the next six years. Carlos Correa wasn't even a possibility. Even when he signed a one-year, quasi-one-year deal, I was like, what? Carlos Correa is a twin even for a year? Now he's a twin for at least six, and uh, if things go well, it will be for 10. He'll be a twin for 10 seasons if things go well, and that will be 11, counting 2022, which will be longer than his Astros career. So if it's a Hall of Fame track for Carlos Correa, you're going to see that twins cap in Cooperstown, which, uh, wow. The whole thing is is just uh, is insane. More on the impact for the 2023 roster. What does he actually add to this team? Or what is, it's not really an addition. What does he bring back to this team? We're going to look at Zips and then talk more about where the Twins stand here for the rest of the offseason and their outlook for 2023. After this word from Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got some something for you. You've got to try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty. These bars are legitimately good. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. It's perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes built bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond and now you don't have to wait around to get a box online for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. What's Correa's actual impact on this roster? I'll tell you. Zips, Dan Zembrowski, I think I said that right. Projections for 2023. Here's Correa's in Zips. 276 batting average, 355 on base percentage, slug 472 for an OPS plus at 130. That's 30% better than league average, and 5.6. Fangraphs wins above replacement 5.6, which is by far the most on the twins and 4.2 wins above replacement more than Cal farmer 4.2 wins above replacement more than Cal farmer, who was the shortstop as of this morning. Wow. Impact big time impact. Even though he was on the team last year, every year is different. Every roster is different. Injury luck is different. There's a lot of variation in a season and the twins had one swing with Carlos Correa in 2022 the injury luck didn't really go their way Correa didn't hold up his end of the bargain for a lot of the first half with runners in scoring position defensively didn't grade out well although he looked awesome at short it didn't go perfectly in 2022 by any means with Carlos Correa and I think that's why I sense there's less excitement about this and there's excitement don't get me wrong I'm very excited there's less excitement about this because he was just on the team, a team that won 78 games, missed the playoffs, and sucked down the stretch even though he was great. And that's a perfect example. Carlos Correa was amazing in September, but the Twins collapsed completely in September. It's not about one guy. You need more than just one guy. What I will say is this Twins roster 
is different heading into 2023. That's not to say guys will stay, certain guys will stay healthier, certain guys will develop or stay the same as they were last year. It's a different looking roster. It's a different year for Carlos Correa. It's a fresh slate for him. It's a fresh slate for Buxton. It's a fresh slate for Tyler Malley, for Jorge Lopez. Fresh slates for all these guys. And it's a talented group. We know it's a talented group. You take these swings. You take these swings in free agency. What's worse than, you know, Carlos Correa not working out well in 2023, 2024, 2025, I think is never taking swings at anybody. I would much rather take the swing. This was my argument with the Buxton extension last year. I would much rather see through Buxton unable to stay healthy for the length of his seven-year contract than to let him go somewhere else and do it because he's a Minnesota twin. For Carlos Correa, it's a little bit different. For Carlos Correa, it's I would rather see through him not coming through for six years on health, performance, whatever it may be, maybe both, then the twins never take these swings in free agency. You have to take these swings because when you hit and you make contact, there's massive impact more than anybody else you can add in free agency. It's the top of the top of the group. It's that top echelon of players that Correa finds himself in, and you have to take swings on them, I think. You don't do it every year. The twins aren't going to do it every year, but this was that unique situation where he did play here for a year, where by all means he did like it, and the Twins weren't even his first or second choice in the free agent market. So I'm not pitching that this is a match made in heaven and free agency. It was pretty ugly. It was ugly, but he's on the roster, and they get another swing in 23, 24, 25, 26 to see what see what can happen when you have Buxton and Cray on the same roster. And if those two click together, that was the excitement in spring training of 2022. There was so much hype, like, what if these two are healthy together in the same lineup? What does that look like? Correa was coming off a seven-win MVP, MVP caliber season in Houston, and Buxton was unbelievable in 61 games in 2021. What happens if these two stay together on the field? And it's a huge what if, and it's very much unlikely. You take your swings. You take these swings in free agency and see what can happen. I'm I'm so much in support of this deal, although I understand the risks. There's absolutely risk here like 36 million for the next three years i think that's going to handcuff the twins a little bit in free agency and via trade something i thought about today i've been doing this show for four off seasons i've been writing for four off seasons at twins daily just focusing on winters anytime the twins are rumored or i think it's a good fit or they are connected to somebody in free agency and it falls through it's happened many times since i've been hosting this podcast zach wheeler so many. I mean, so many they've been linked to. It hasn't happened. Or guys, they haven't been. I just wanted them to sign, and, and they didn't sign them. There's always somebody. I, I There's always a silver lining for me, and that's maybe just my personality and my my angle as a host. I've, been, I've hosted 890 podcasts on this show. I'm going to find a silver lining here and look toward what's next, what's next, what's next. That's always the question. What's next? No different here. With the Correa situation, when, when they missed out on Carlos Correa, the first time I didn't know, I didn't know where a good pivot was. There was no silver lining for me. I didn't think, Oh, this will allow them to do something else. Oh, maybe they're going to do this instead. Oh, maybe there was none of that. And that's why I think there was just this, this somber feeling overall among twins territory. What, what is this year going to look like? Kyle farmer is going to play shortstop. The free agent market is picked over. There's no, not a ton of upside on this roster. The second time, I heard about it. It was the same feeling and even worse because the free agent market had been picked over even more at that point. It was, what are they going to do? Like, there's nothing they can do 
that will make this a dynamite offseason. And I still don't think this is like a dynamite offseason. Bringing back Correa was priority number one for me. I still don't think it's a dynamite offseason. I think they have more work to do, and we'll get get to that this week. But now you can start to think and start to dream on a roster they can put together. When they missed out on Correa twice, there was nowhere to go in my mind for this team. It was, trade for Pablo Lopez. Now that looks a lot better to me, trading for Pablo Lopez. Trading for a starter looks much more attractive to me than it did before because now you actually have your shortstop back, your five to seven win shortstop up the middle, your best player back. You know, if Buxton, we assume Buxton misses time, Cray is the best player on the team. Him and him and Buxton together, the sky's the limit for those two talent-wise. So it's now you start to dream on it. It's easy to get excited now. It's easy to start visualizing what a what a winning season would look like in Minnesota. And before they had signed Correa, before they had signed Christian Vasquez, before Joey Gallo, and Joey Gallo, I, I don't think it's gonna have a major impact on this roster. Fangraphs had them at 81 wins. So now you can put them at 85, 86 wins after these additions. They lost Gio Rochelle, I believe, out of those out of those projections as well. Maybe not, but you can you can project 84 to 86 wins. They make a couple more quality moves, 88 wins, and now you're in a position to make the playoffs. You know, you're trying to get to that 88 to 90 win mark preseason. And in season, you're trying to get to that 88 to 90 win mark where you can look at the roster and reasonably say, there are scenarios here where the Twins win 90 games. Even before Correa, like if everything went well, they could won they could win 90 games. Now with Correa, I don't think everything has to go well to win 90 games. I think they need health. They need better health luck. They need better performance. They need some more moves here after this signing even. But now it's not hard to see this working, this this going well in 2023. And now you do have that clear direction. Now you know where you're going. It's not a question of are we going to trade Sonny Gray? Are we going to trade Kenta Maeda? Are we going to trade Tyler Malley? Those things could still come and turn into other moves. But when they signed Byron Buxton to that extension, my whole point was you need to commit to a winning team around him. You need to pick a direction and run and not question yourself. Make moves like this with Carlos Correa. Lock him up. Take that risk. And it's double now with Correa in the fold. Six years guaranteed. Age 28 season in the middle of his prime. You don't know how his ankle is going to age. This is your time. This is when you do it. This is when you say, we're going to have a record-setting payroll. We're going to make some trades. We're going to try to put the best team on the field for the next two to three seasons and see what happens. It may not work. You know, you have to accept that it may not work. You accepted that it didn't work in totality in 2022. They didn't make the playoffs in 178 games. Very disappointing finish. You take your shots. You take your swings. You take those big uppercut swings in free agency, in trades, and you just see what happens. And for Correa, I, I, I think this risk is worth it. I do. I think having him on the roster changes the entire scope of the offseason. I think it changes the scope of the opening day group and what you're looking at from a talent standpoint and the floor of the team, the ceiling of the team, what's now possible via trade, the options they have in the infield now, because there's no player opt-outs in this. There's a full no trade clause. You can reasonably put him into the lineup, I would say, for at least the next three years at shortstop, I would hope, through his age 31 season, you can you can slot him in. As your shortstop, which that's a luxury and a a stability the Twins haven't had at shortstop in a long time. And Carlos Correa is the best Twins shortstop in history. I'm pretty confident in saying he's the best, most talented, best player they've ever had play short. You look at through their age 27 seasons, only three shortstops have more 
baseball reference wins above replacement than Carlos Correa through age 27 season. Alex Rodriguez, Robin Yount, Cal Ripken Jr. That's it in the expansion era since the Twins came over from Washington. Three shortstops, more wins above replacement at baseball reference through their age 27 season than Carlos Correa. That requires 60% of games played at short. That's the type of player we're talking about. That's the type of player the Twins just came to an agreement with. Carlos Correa, three years or six years, uh, $200 million with the potential for a 10-year, $270 million pact. So much coming this week, Locked On Twins. There's so much coming. I'm going to jump on with Ron Johnson Wednesday morning on Locked On Sports Minnesota to break this thing down a little bit further. But this week is also going to be about what's next. Like, what do I view as as a requirement for the Twins before opening day? Because this is still, this is not close to over. This roster that you see on your screen or you're listening, this is the one I told you about earlier, it's not it. That, that ain't going to be the roster on opening day. Some things are set. You know, Correa's at short, which is great to know. Miranda's at third. Polanco's at second. But everything else, I think, is up in the air all over the field. Buxton in center as well. We'll see. We'll see how this shakes out, the moves that they make, the trades that they make, maybe more signings, although the free agent market is, is picked over. We'll see what's next. I can't wait, and I'll have you covered throughout the week on Lockdown Twins. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Carlos Correa to the Twins. Exciting, exciting day. It's, it's one I'll never forget. I'll never forget I was sleeping when he signed that first one at 2 in the morning or whatever. Came to an agreement with the Twins in March of 2022. Never forget this one either. In January of 2023, I was like standing on a scale at the gym, and I looked at my phone, and wow, they did it. They did it. Carlos Correa, Minnesota Twin. For life, Correa clarified. Thanks so much for listening and making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects is hosted by Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Stick with me. Thanks for watching. Go Twins!